Second Chronicles chapter 16, and we'll look at the ninth verse. And then we're going to look over at Jeremiah chapter 1, and we're going to notice a verse there in uh, verse 12. But uh, let's begin over in Second Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9. When you get there, say, I'm there. All right. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for just the the spirit of liberty that is in our church. We thank you, Lord, for the worship tonight, that we just enjoy your presence. You said in your word that if we'll worship you and that if we will serve you, that you would take disease away from the middle of us. And so we honor your word tonight. And we thank you for taking every bit of sickness and every bit of disease away from your people tonight. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. One translation says, whose hearts are loyal to him. Now, we see from this verse of scripture that his eyes are searching across the whole earth. Now, there is nothing that is hidden from the eyes of him with whom we have to do. You'll find that verse of scripture over there in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13. But understand this, that the Lord is searching and he's looking for a people whose hearts are loyal to him. It doesn't say and it doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. The plan of God and the will of God for our lives is to be loyal to him to serve him with a pure heart. And he's looking for a people like that. Now notice with me in Jeremiah chapter 1. And we notice in the 12th verse, and I want to look at the amplified version. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12 in the amplified version. Says... Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active. You know, he never slumbers nor sleeps. His eyes are on his own. And he is active and he is alert. And then he says, I am watching over my word to perform it. Now I want you to Get that down into your spirit tonight. He is watching over his what? He is watching over his word to perform it. So we see then that he's watching over the entire activity of the earth. Looking for people. Looking for places where he can show up. And put on a grand performance. And that's what I want to talk to you tonight. Is I want to talk to you about a grand performance. 
When we give voice to His Word, when we give obedience to His Word, when we put His Word first place as a way of life and not as a convenience, but as a way of living, He watches over that to perform it on your behalf. And I have discovered that the manifestation of God's Word in the life of His own and in the life of believers is voice activated. It is voice activated. Now, we have all sorts of smartphones. We have... Apple has the iPhone. Uh, there is the Droid. There's all these different phones and they have thousands of apps. And many of these apps are voice activated. If you are in, say, Berkeley and you want to find a good place to have coffee, what you do is you use your voice for coffee shops in Berkeley and the app appears and performs what you have spoken immediately. And you will get a list of coffee shops. You'll get Starbucks. You'll get Pete's. You'll get the locally owned uh, coffee places. And so we see then that there are many things in this natural world that are voice activated. Well, they didn't get that on their own. The very invention of something like that came from our Father. The very materials that make up an iPhone, an iPad, a Mac, or whatever it might be, comes from the materials that are in this world. Isn't that awesome? Now look over at the book of Job, and let's look at chapter 22. What are you activating in your life? What are you saying in your life? What are you giving your Father to perform on your behalf? The promises of God are voice activated. They are to be believed, they are to be received, and they are to be spoken and declared. The scripture says that we have the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed... And therefore have I spoken. Find a scripture to believe. Find a scripture and get it in your mouth. Activate the power of God. Activate the performer who watches over his word to bring it to pass in your life. What are you activating in your life? Death and life are in the very power of the tongue. Death is voice activated. Life is voice activated. And so it becomes extremely important that we watch every word that we say. Anything that you do not want to come to pass in your life, don't say it. Don't declare it. Even if you're kidding, 
Even if you're fooling around, train yourself and develop yourself to speak the word of the living God. And the living God will perform His word on your behalf. Job chapter 22. And I want us to notice verse 28. And again, we're going to look at the amplified version. Job 22 verse 28. When you're there, say, I'm there. there. Notice with me in Job 22, verse 28. It says, you shall decide and decree a thing. You see, you can choose whose words you're going to speak. You can speak words from your flesh or you can speak words from your heart. You can speak words of life or you can speak words of death. We can speak words of joy or we can speak words of sorrow. And it is our decision whose words not only are we going to live by, but whose words are we going to speak regularly. He said, you shall also decide. I tell you, I've decided to go with the word. No matter how it may look on the outside, I'm living by the word of God that I've hidden in my heart on the inside. How about you? You shall also decide and decree a thing. And it shall be established for you. That's the same way of saying It will be performed on your behalf. It will be established for you. And not only that, but the light of God's favor is going to shine upon our ways. Oh, I want the favor of God to shine upon my ways. Everywhere I go. Everything I do, I want His favor showing up and manifesting in me, on me, to be seen all around me. And so I decide to to declare the decree that I've got favor with God and man. I am a favorite of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I have supernatural favor with a supernatural God. When His super comes on my natural glory to God, it brings me into places I thought never were possible. And you know, He'd do the same thing for you. Because my Father ain't joking. My Father is no respecter of persons. Amen. Now, let's track this through a little bit. Now, when there is a construction project that takes place, I'm thinking of a construction project that's taking place. It's either in San Leandro or in Oakland. Kaiser Permanente is building a new hospital there, are they not? Okay? And uh, it seems like we drove by there the other day for some reason. 
and you can see the steel frame going up. But I will guarantee you, before a steel frame went up, there was a foundation that was laid. A building, a life, a business, a church without a strong foundation and a well-balanced frame will be a structural disaster. And so then, we must build our lives on the foundation of hearing the Word and doing the Word. That's what Jesus said. He said, the man that heard the Word and the man that did what he heard was like that man that digged deep and laid his life upon a solid foundation. And when the storm arose, and surely it will. And when the winds blow, and surely it will. And when the flood arises, and surely it will. It could not shake it. For it was founded upon a rock. The rock is Jesus. The rock of revelation knowledge. The rock of hearing what he said and doing what he said and activating what he said by what you say about what he said. (laughs) Glory to God. And so my father and your father He is the master builder. And he built this whole universe, not with his hands, but with his words. He laid the foundation and framed our world with his words. And he made the visible world from the things that were not visible. Amen. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. Let's verify that with the word. You know, it's quite a statement. We don't want to make statements that we can't back up with the Word. Amen? Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 3rd verse. Notice this with me. And on your way over there, say this if you would, please. God spoke invisible words and the visible world was. Now, Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 3rd verse. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. I want you to read that twice with me. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. One more time. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now that doesn't mean, you know, we have to just completely take it by faith. No, it's how the world was made. There's a difference there. It's how the world was made. The world was made through faith. God, who is a spirit, saw what he wanted to see on the outside. But he first saw it on the inside. And God, who is light, said, light be. And then there was light. And the universe is still expanding today. At the speed of light. What a creator. What a God we serve. 
So let's finish that verse. Ready, read. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The seat that you're sitting on tonight is not made of what appears to be. It was made by the Word of God. How many of you want to make some things? (laughs) How many of you believe that you've got the same power that God has to the degree that when you declare things according to His Word, God will bring it to pass in your life. I believe it. Our visible, personal world can be framed by the Word of God. What kind of a world do you want to live in? It's your choice. You can live in a world of confusion, in a world of turmoil, or you can choose to operate in God's peace. Satan's fear and God's peace are both available. And God has made us free moral agents. And I know I keep going back to this tonight, but this is very important. You are not a robot. You have a choice. I said you are not a robot. You have a choice. I choose life. I choose joy. I choose peace. There's a million and one things you could worry yourself sick about. But what is the result and the benefit of worrying yourself sick? I say zip. Or you can meditate on the Word of God and keep your mind on Him and He will keep you in perfect peace. And He will garrison about your life with a peace that passes all understanding. So as then we put His Word in our heart and in our mouths, our world will be framed and we will see amazing things. I say by the word of the Lord, you ain't seen nothing yet. You just stay faithful. You serve a God that can do for you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can dare, ask, hope, think, or dream. That's the kind of God we serve. I mean, in one moment, you can be debt free. In one moment, that chronic illness can be a thing of the past. In one moment, your whole family can bow their knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. In one moment, you can be promoted, glory to God, to be the owner of that business. In one moment, God can do it. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, so let's look at Romans chapter 4. How then is your world being framed? How are you framing your world? And what are you framing in your life? In Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Now this is really important. I preached this in Samoa. And um, 
I believe that the students got it. And I believe that you're getting it. In Romans, the fourth chapter in the 17th verse, it says this. Well, let's, let's back up to verse 16. We don't need to be in a big hurry tonight. Romans 4, verse 16, it says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Now, we found out that we are of that seed. So it's a sure promise. Not to that only which is of the law, but to also that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So this is all-inclusive for those that are born of God, for those that are born again, for those that are saved. Now, I want you to read verse 17 with me. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Say this twice with me. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. Once again. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. So we see that God is a faith God. And we are children of a faith God. And there was a person who once said this. Said, well... I know it's okay for God to call those things which be not as though they were. After all, He's God. But it's not okay for me to call those things which be not as though they were because I am not God. And you know, that sounds, you know, like a good argument, does it not? It sounds like an argument that needs an answer from the Word. I mean, God calls those things that be not as though they were. But who do you think you are? I mean, what gives you the right to call those things which be not as though they were? Who do you think you are? Well, let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. So we've got to answer it all by the word. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. A very interesting word that we're going to look at here from Ephesians 5.1. It says, be ye therefore followers. Now, we're all following God in a general way, in a general sense. But that Greek word, we get the English word from mimic. So let's think about it with that thought in mind. Be therefore mimickers, followers, or copycats. Be copycats of God. And let's think of God as our Father. As dear children. He is our Father. I am a father. I fathered two boys. John and James, the sons of thunder. (laughs) Who are growing and developing to be fine young men of God. But as their father, I noticed that they mimicked me. Most of what they mimicked was good. I'm sorry to say, not everything they mimicked was good. And you can understand why. 
But a child looks at their father. The father figure in the home is extremely valuable. What dad does, they will do. What dad says, most of the time, they will do. Now, how much more you as his dear child created in his image and in his likeness when he formed you and man from the dust of the earth, the Bible says he breathed into his nostrils. The breath of life. He is life. He breathed into man himself. (laughs) Glory Glory to God. Everything that he had, everything that he will ever be, everything that he is, he breathed into man. The rabbis have a translation of that verse where it says he breathed into man the breath of life. The rabbis say literally that means he made mankind a speaking spirit. He made mankind with the ability to speak words of life, to speak words of love, to speak words of encouragement. It's God breathed in you to speak the word of the living God. So when people say, and I'm not knocking what people say, I'm simply making a point. When people say, Who do you think you are? Our response should be, it's not who we think we are, it's who we know whose we are. It's what we know, it's whose we are. Created in His image, created in His likeness, made out of the right stuff, baby. And it's on the inside of you. And it's on the inside of me. So when it says be mimickers, be copiers of God as dear children, let's just track it down to this thought. If God calls those things which be not as though they were, is it wrong for you to call those things which be not as though they were. It's not wrong. It's right. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. How much more should God's kids? God never told you to call the things which be as though they weren't. Amen. He told you to call those things which be not as though they were. Let the weak 
So the thing which is, in the natural realm, you're weak. But don't talk about being weak. Talk about being strong. You want to go from weakness to strength, call the things which be not as though they were. The things which be not is you ain't strong in the natural, but you're calling yourself as though you were strong. Let's use this illustration. How many of you have dogs? How many of you have cats? Okay. Well, if you have a dog, you don't want to call the cat. If you want the dog, we used to have a dog named George. We'd say, George, come here, George. We didn't say, come here, Lamont, which was the name of one of my cats out in the world. Yeah, I said Lamont. He was a cool cat, let me tell you. Don't call the sick when you want the healed. Don't call poor when you want rich. Don't call jobless when you want job. Don't call rejected when you want accepted. You may feel sick, you may poor, feel poor, you may feel rejected, but as long as you camp there, you're going to stay there. But you can activate the promise of God, the power of God, by calling the thing which be not as though they were. I call it strong, I call it healed, I call it whole. Amen. Like they used to say in the old delicatessen, try it, you like it. <laughs> Turn over to Psalm 33. Are you getting anything tonight? I realize that for some of you this is water, but your seed needs some water. Your plant needs some water. For others of you this is planted. This is sometimes... Sometimes you're just hearing this for the very first time. Let's be doers of the word. Now let's just track this out a little bit longer. Who give me a little bit more time tonight? Psalm 33 verse 6 says this. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. We, we established that, right? God said it and it became. We are made to operate like Him. God calls those things which be not as though they were. And you know what? Abraham really did the same thing. He was saying to Abraham, I've already done it. It's a done deal. I've made you the father of many nations. And one way that he dealt with Abram is he changed his name to Abraham. Now, I don't remember what Abram meant, but I know it didn't meet Abraham. Abraham means the father of many nations. So when Sarah would get the lentil soup ready and the falafels and the Turkish coffee and around 6 o'clock she'd call out of the house or the tent she'd say, Abraham, father of many nations come and get it. This is before she was pregnant with Isaac. And so Abraham out there in the field or whatever he was doing, maybe playing checkers with some of the other guys. 
Yes, Sarah, I'll be right there. He responded, come on now, to what he called her. We need to respond to what God has called us. Yes, Lord, be it unto me. All your promises are yes and amen. God has called us a lot of things in his word. Amen. He's called you some wonderful things. How many of you have been called some nasty things? Well, you don't need inner healing. You just need to get saved. And wash your mind with the Word of God. And get rid of those old tapes. And get renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen? So God's called us some wonderful things. Think about it. He's called you a new creation. He's called you the righteousness of God in Christ. He's called you an heir of God. You know what else He's called you? He's called you rich. People get mad at that. How dare you say you're rich? Based on the Word. Based on the Word of God. He was made poor that I through His poverty might be rich. Nah, 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 I'm rich. He's called you strong. You know, at my weakest, at my weakest points in my life, (laughs) I'll just defy it. And say, thank you, Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Times Brenda and I have gotten up in the morning. We've got a little hallway in our house. We have a a modest home. But that hallway is like Praise Alley. (laughs) Amen. This is the day, hey, that the Lord has made. Give each other high fives on the way through. I'm strong today. Woo, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling strong. You might as well call yourself strong because nobody else is gonna. Nobody, I mean, nobody else is gonna do this for you. It's your responsibility. You're the custodian of your body, you're the custodian of your soul. Amen? I'm strong. I'm healed. I'm prosperous. At the worst reports you could possibly get, Just dare say what God has had to say. Instead of saying, well, you know, Pastor Mark, I know there's not much to me. I'm not the prettiest thing. You know, and then folks start talking about how poor they are. And think they're being humble. Don't realize they're being stupid. Seriously. They say things like, you know, we're poor, but we love the Lord. We love the Lord. Why shoot yourself with your own weapon? Why shoot yourself with your own weapon? Are you guys here or not? Let's wake up. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 7. I think it's the same as it was last time I looked. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. You know, that's the wonderful thing about God. He don't change. I remember one time we were sitting in Dino's living room down in Branson, Oklahoma. Branson, Missouri. And Brother Copeland was there. And you know, when Brother Copeland talks, you listen. You don't say a word. 
Because those eyes of his just, they're like lasers. And we were sitting there and people were giving testimonies about their buildings and Brother Moore had just gotten a building and, you know, just all sorts of wonderful things. And Billy Brim was there, Miss Dramatic, you know. And it was getting late. I could tell Gloria wanted to go to the house, you know. It was getting late. And if you just say boo to Brother Copeland, you got a two-hour sermon. And, uh... <laughs> And she wanted to go. And then Billy says, well, Mark and Brenda, tell Brother Kenneth and Gloria about your building. We really didn't have time to do it. But I was, I was talking to Brother Copeland all the way out the door. I was telling him about it. And he got it. And he turned around and looked at me and pointed at me. He says, don't ever change. Don't ever change. In other words, it's yours. Hold fast to it. And don't ever change. And you know, there's a law of steadfastness right there. When you take this journey called Christianity and you get hold of the Word of God, there's going to be many things that will try to knock you off the Word. But I say to you tonight, we have an unchanging God. And we have an unchanging covenant. And he's looking for people that will not vacillate. He's looking for people that will align themselves with his unchanging covenant and just stand on it and give thanks to God until it comes to pass. Are you listening to me? Don't ever change. I know some of you here tonight have had questions. Why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? I remember something Norval Hayes said years ago. He said, wondering is wavering. If we live in the land of wondering, we're living in the land of vacillation. God is saying to us, don't be like the person driven with the wind and tossed to and fro. But those that be planted in the Word, in the covenant of a covenant-keeping God, shall be like Mount Zion. Amen? We have a sure covenant. Let's stay steadfast with it. What do you say? Amen? Second Corinthians 5, 7. So let's talk victory. Let's talk health. One of the first things I said when we drove on the parking lot tonight, I call this paid for. I'm calling it paid for. I don't doubt one bit someone walk up to me and give me a check for $8.6 million and pay this baby off. I don't doubt it. Amen? No, no, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by what? We walk with faith and not by sight. Oh, what a difference it would make. Oh, what a difference it would make. If we didn't talk about what we don't have and what we can't do. Young's translation of Romans 4.17 says, He calls those things which be not as being. We've heard that before where he said, light be. Light be. God didn't look out 
about the darkness and look at one of the angels and said, Oh, it's so dark. We need some light. We got to have light. And that's how a lot of Christians operate today. We got to have. We got to have. We don't have this. We can't do that. What that is doing is building faith in how big our needs are. That, that, that's worth your trip tonight. Talking about what you don't have and what you can't do. And how bad the economy is. And I know it stinks in the natural. And I know it's a fight. But talking about those things that are will never activate the grand performance that you need in your life. Let's not talk about how big our needs are. Let's talk about how big our God is. Oh, I didn't hear you say amen loud enough. I said, let's talk about how big, how good, how wonderful, what a performer our Father is. So the question I have for you tonight in closing is, are you framing your world, your family, your business, your ministry with words? Are you speaking the language of faith in the as-though tense? I'm encouraging you, saints, stay with it. Stay with the book. Stay with the Bible. Amen? And let's just thank God for His Word tonight. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Raise your hand toward heaven and say, I believe. And I receive the words of God that came forth tonight. I am a speaking spirit. And I decide this night at 837 on this August 3rd. In Hayward, California, I choose, I decide to decree and to declare what God's Word has said about me. I am a child of God. I am an heir of God. I will copy Him. What He said, I will say. What He said I can do, I will do. By the grace of God, the Word of the Lord is being activated in my life. And Father, You said that You would watch over Your Word to perform it. May Your Word accomplish wonderful things, great things, in my life, in my church, in my nation, in this Bay Area, and in my family. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven, and I establish it here on the earth. Come on, somebody, let's give him praise. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Let's give Him glory. Give Him honor. Hallelujah. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord just encouraging me to, prompting me to say, 
Not only is your father activated, but the angels of the Lord encamp around about those that fear him, those that reverence him, those that honor his word. Yea, the angels of the Lord are hearkening with the intent to do what you say. So say what I've said, saith the Lord, and I will work on your behalf. The heavenly host will work upon your behalf, and that which is good shall come to pass in your life. Whoa, glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, man, the angels are working right now. The angels are working. They're bringing the money in. They're bringing the promotion in. The angels are working. They're even bringing new body parts in. Amen. Woo, thank you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And you can activate the word of the Lord, voice activation, by believing in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins. By declaring with your mouth that He was raised from the dead on your behalf. And you can believe and say yourself right out of hell's pathway, right into heaven's pathway. You can believe and declare and proclaim the Lordship of Jesus over your life. And it'll take you out of the kingdom of darkness and it'll put you into another kingdom. It'll put you into the kingdom of light. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what? That's a miracle. It's the miracle of the new birth. And it's activated by believing and saying. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here tonight. And you want to activate so great a salvation by making the proclamation that Jesus died for your sins. And that he was raised from the...